here's a grief announcement that I know you are going to love. I'm going to say it all of February. Join us for our 28 days active healing challenge. Yes, 28 days of actively healing, right? How we're going to do that? We're going to do a soul up of emotionally, mentally, or physically doing something for 28 days to actively heal. See, these, this active healing training is really going to give us an opportunity to be committed, to be focused. Remember, I told you, you have to take action. You have to do things to feel better because grief and heartbreak can feel so bad, right? So if we continue to move in the right direction I sh by moving our bodies, by moving our minds, by moving our spirit, I strongly believe we will emotionally heal what we probably do not understand right now. So I'll be saying the same thing all month. Join our 28 days of active healing challenge where on all my social media platforms, Pinterest, Instagram, Herdeen Mercy or Facebook, Twitter, wherever you want to connect and join in, you do not want to miss out on it. I want you to tag me. I want you to show me what you're doing. I want you to participate because I really do believe this 28 days is going to really help you get to a place where you feel better about yourself. And now let me give you some little details. Every morning, starting February the 1st at 6 a.m., your task for today, your task that you would need to take action on will be released so you have to follow me on my social media platforms at herdeen mercier where you'll get the updates of what you need to do to actively heal to focus for 28 days let's do it <laughs> let's not just be about it let's take action because we're going to actively heal for 28 days in february don't cry. Um, if you cry, that means you don't have faith in God. Greetings, welcome, hey y'all. And to my peeps, suck passe. I'm Herdeen Mercier, your proud host of the Redefining Grief podcast, where we strongly believe that happiness and sadness can coexist. Now for today's episode, I want to tell you that you're going to feel pumped and ready to overcome whatever you're going through. Yes, whatever you're going through right now emotionally, you are going to feel pumped right and ready to tackle it with confidence and grace okay because the guest that i'm having on today will really speak to how you're going to overcome and how she overcame and got into purpose now before i even introduce latrice i want to be able to tell you that i love you all i am feeling the love 
continue to leave your reviews, continue to subscribe, continue to tag me on your posts and let me know the reflections that you are getting from each episode. No matter what episode it is, just tag me, let me know, hey, Herdina, I appreciate this and I will send my love back your way. Also, I want to tell you that oh, with this year and us talking about being active, actively he healing, do not afraid to tell me how you're actively healing this week. DM me. Let's have this conversation. Let's continue to talk. Go into our free community called the Grief Crusaders on Facebook our free community called the Grief Crusaders on Facebook, where you can join our community and begin having these conversations. I have a special announcement that I would love to share as well. We now officially have our own group on Clubhouse. If you are currently on Clubhouse app and um, you wanna join our group, all you have to do is search Grief Crusaders, click the follow button and I will glad you welcome you in where we're going to be having some yummy, juicy, real, real conversations about the many ways that we grieve, but hearing other people's dialogue and sharing their experience is the best thing ever, right? I look forward to us doing that. I think that's it for our grief announcements. If I say nothing else before we get into this episode, I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. We are being heard in Russia. We are being heard in Australia. We are being heard in the United States. We are being heard in the UK. That's just a few of the places. Grief Crusaders, I hear you. I see you. I see you're, you showing up on the stats and I just want to thank you with all my heart for listening and making time most importantly for your healing. Now it's time for today's episode. She is a television host. She is the host of Insights with Latrice. I want to strongly welcome no other than Latrice Kabuya. Welcome to the Redefining Grief podcast. What an amazing, amazing time. I already know we're going to have Latrice. Welcome. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here and having me on your platform. I, I don't like take this for granted at all. You know, we I know the reason I invited you to the Redefining Grief podcast, because I know you're going to keep it real, right? Oh, no doubt. <laughs> I don't know any other way, right? Yes. No other way. Yes. <laughs> and the reason I have to give people a little bit of background, like okay. literally, it's going to sound like we've known each other for years, but it probably has not even been two weeks. We no. met on this new app called Clubhouse. Yes. It and I was like, oh no, you are going to bring your knowledge and your wisdom to the grief <laughs> community. Isn't that and, something? Yeah. Two, I, yeah, two, maybe two weeks. We've two known weeks. each other, but I just feel such a kindred spirit yep. that it, you know, it's so, it seems so much longer. And then there's no distance, 
right? Yes, yes. Even though you're in Florida and I'm here in the Midwest in Missouri, yes. I just feel like that that's my sis. Yeah. Yes, I yeah. feel it. And I yeah. I look forward to having this keeping it real type conversation yeah. about grief. And one of the things that I want to really talk to you about today is how do we overcome how do we overcome? Like, Latrice, how are you going to tell me to overcome? Do you know what I've been through? For those listeners who are listening, I've gone through death, possibly molestation, possibly losing my job, possibly a pet loss. I, my heart is broken. How are you going to help me get to that place where I'm an overcomer? Well, that's a great question. And everything that you just said, I've gone through. Right. So yeah. So here, here's the thing, the way you uh, overcome one of the ways I'll say is you don't quit Mm. because quitting is final. It terminates everything about you, your purpose, who you are, but what we have to do when we have those challenges that happen in life called death, Mm -hmm. we just have to reset. Mm. We have to pause and we don't allow ourselves that that opportunity to pause. And so pausing looks different for everyone. Pausing can look um, for me. There was times I didn't get out of bed for for a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Until I was able to move to the next level, right? Mm-hmm. But if we pause and not quit, we're going to overcome any and everything. Come on. The key is not to quit, right? God is our strength. He's our source. He's our peace. He's everything, even when he don't want us to be. Because there was times when um, I've had a death of my oldest sister. I've had a death of my oldest daughter. Mm. And there was times when I didn't want to talk to God. If we're going to keep it real. Can I keep it real? You keep it real. This is what we do. No fluff, fluff. No fluff, fluff. There's no way to be fluff because I was mad. I was angry. I was upset. I was confused. I didn't know what, which way to go. And there was times I wanted to quit, but I knew that would be final. And so I just sat in a pause until I could figure this thing out. Right. There was a time with my, my daughter that when I, when she passed, I was told all those crazy things. Don't cry. Um, If you cry, that means you don't have faith in God. God took her because he needed an angel. Um, You're tough. You'll be okay. You'll have other kids. Mm -hmm. All that foolishness, right? Mm -hmm. So I listened. And I, for about 20 years, I did not grieve. I did not grieve her death until... 20 years later, 2022, something like that, somewhere around, I know 20 plus, let's just say that. And one day I was in the living room and here's the thing. It's going to, if you don't deal with it, it's going to manifest. It's going to keep coming up and it's going to manifest in different ways, Mm -hmm. right? Negatively. Mm -hmm. And so I came home sat in my living room and it wasn't even a day that I was really thinking about her heavily or nothing, but I just sat in the, in the middle of my living room and cried and screamed and had a tantrum. 
And that started my healing process. Mm. And from there, so many things came up, Mm -hmm. so many feelings and emotions that I had suppressed. And so I I don't play with this whole grieving. Mm -hmm. I don't play with staying in a um, mindset of, okay, this is how I feel. I give time and space to feel that way and then navigate. I think we try and rush things either because we feel pressured from people or we really don't want to deal with it. But it's necessary because again, whatever you don't deal with, it's not leaving. It's just going to manifest another way. And that's what I taught my community. It's called pacifying behaviors, right? Yeah. Yeah. I want to just reset and go right back to what you talking, what you talked about, about resetting, about pausing, you know, oftentimes I really do believe that we get so caught up in the busyness of life in the busyness of what people told us how we should heal that we don't even realize that we're being stagnant emotionally right absolutely this is 20 years later but you never did what you needed to do to emotionally activate the healing you know this year we're talking about activating healing and what it looked like for you and for you it took yourself willing to be broken to sit still no matter how long it had happened to sit still to scream to shout to really belt out and process some of the negative things individuals who Um, believed they were helping you right but that it, it was it was horrible I mean, I literally think of a three-year-old having a tantrum on the floor. That was me. Yep. And when I say, um, if you don't deal with it, it's going to manifest in other ways that are very stressful. So I had five other children after my oldest child. My mental state when they were babies, because my daughter died as a baby, mm-hmm. was so jacked up. I, I... I role played and act like I was okay mentally, mm-hmm. but I was so stressed every time I had another child because of not dealing with the death of my first one. I was stressed. I was overprotected. I was um, mean. I was so many different emotions because I hadn't dealt with it. So that's what I mean by it's going to manifest in some way. It's going to show up whatever you have not dealt with. And so um, because of that tantrum that I had, and that's really what it was. I mean, if you can imagine a grown woman, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, screaming to, I'm sure the neighbors probably was like, what is happening over there? But I did that. And that was part of my healing, um, part of my um, peace. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I look at anything that I lose differently now mm-hmm. and I allow myself, I give myself permission mm. to deal with the emotion that is attached to it. I love it. Give yourself permission to deal with the emotion that yeah. is attached to the grief that you are experiencing. Yeah. Powerful. Yeah. 
for you, Latrice, and yeah. just really breaking down, screaming, and, and going through your emotions of what you needed to do to heal. You know, now I want to ask you, what did it look like for you healing from the inside out after you accepted that, you know what, I really need to stop and heal this particular pocket of losing um, a child? Yeah. So what it looked like once I started the healing process, mm-hmm. first of all, um, it was foreign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I didn't know. I didn't know. Right. And I, ha- I, I'm, I'm faith-based. I, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I had to truly put my faith out and navigate through his word and, and just trust him with this. Cause Latrice sometimes likes to be in control of everything (laughs) (laughs) and I wasn't able to because I didn't know this I and I wasn't allowed this and so now that I'm taking over and allowing God to take over I just had to trust the process and I didn't know what that necessarily looked like but I knew that he would keep me that he had been keeping me and that I was just going to trust him to help me navigate through all of this, whatever this stuff was. And then I have such an amazing man, husband, who also um, just helped me in this process as well. Just my support, my prayer partner who covered me. Um, there was times I didn't know what I was feeling and he would just hold me and pray for me, lay hands on me. And so um, that's what it looked like. It wasn't pretty. It was uncomfortable. Mm. It was, um, like I said, very foreign, but it was necessary. You are really speaking to the second, and I know that's why we connected so fast and it feels like we've known each other for years, is because literally the second interview for this season or this year is talking about actively healing and and healing does not occur in comfort. You have to be willing to get uncomfortable And I'm so glad that you were willing to get uncomfortable to get on the other side of this. And now when I opened up the interview, you, you identified and you said, you know what? I am, I had to grieve many things that you've mentioned in the beginning of this episode, divorce, right? Of a loved one, molestation. I, I, I talked about, and And now we see this Latrice, who's the host of an amazing podcast called Insights with Latrice. You host on different talk shows in in your state as well, and you do radio. And people oftentimes look at you and say, that is the goal, but they don't often see that you had to go through a process Mm -hmm. to get where you're going now and be on the mics that you are now and being seen on TV the television shows that you are now. And during that process, I want to know how did you, because I strongly believe that every grief experience has to have its own grief plan or grief healing. How did it look like in your divorce? How did it look like as far, what did it look like as far as you 
healing? What was that map? Whoa. So with my divorce, first of all, you never think you're marrying to get a divorce. Mm-hmm. And so, so to go through a divorce, I was young. I had just had our third child. Mm-hmm. So she was, oh gosh, he left me when she was about a month old. Then I had a five-year-old. And then of course our oldest had passed. And that was another ugly time in terms of what it looked like. I wish I could say it was cute and sweet and tight and right, but (laughs) it was. And what happened was um, when he left me, I had to deal with the fact of rejection. I had to deal with the fact of um, being a single parent. I didn't know what that was. My parents have been together forever. No one around me was divorced. So there was humiliation, shame, all those different things. I didn't feel worthy. And I already had been dealing with insecurity all my life anyway. So I failed at this. The one thing that you're not supposed to as a wife, as a woman, fail at. And um, I remember I had taken my children to McDonald's and this is when the healing process started. And I was so embarrassed because again, I never thought I would be a single mom. And so my five-year-old wanted to go in and this is when you could play in the little playground in McDonald's. And I, when she said she wanted to go to McDonald's, we were just going to go drive through and that was it. Right. She said she wanted to go in and play. And I'm like, oh, because All I could think in my head was people are going to stare at me and judge me because I'm a single mom. They don't know me, but in my mind, that's what I'm telling myself and I'm freaked out. Mm -hmm. So she's like, please, please, please. So I'm like, okay, maybe we'll just go in, buy the food and she'll want to leave. No. So she wants to sit there and eat so she can play. In the process of me sitting there with her eating and then having this baby, my ex-husband actually left me for a white woman, which I love white people, but let me just tell you what happened in that. Mm -hmm. So in the same room was a black man with a white woman and their kids. There was another black couple, couple of white couples. Everyone was married or looked or had a significant other. Mm -hmm. Let's just say that. And then there was me. So I know you were triggered. Oh my gosh. Let me tell you how triggered I was. So my baby girl went to play and I'm sitting there with the baby. I just cried. I just let it all out right there. I know that people was looking at me like, what is happening to this child or this woman? I sat there and cried and cried and cried and cried because again, everyone around me is tough and strong and and you gotta be tough and you can't let your baby see you Mm. cry and that's weak and stuff. Mm. And I just cried and I cried and I cried until I just think I didn't have any more tears, honestly. And I, she was done playing and we left and that was the start of my healing. Then I started figuring out who Latrice was because Latrice always had a man. Mm. Latrice don't have a man now. Latrice was being defined by the man she was connected yeah. with. 
And so, so now Latrice had to yeah. deal with herself and, and yeah. redefine who she was. Right. And that's part of, um, cause my background is beauty. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so it, my company was called let's get pretty prepare, redefine, express the total. You was birthed mm-hmm. out of that because I had to redefine who I was because I was defined by what people said and thought and told me I was. Mm-hmm. So I had to figure out what I liked. I had to figure out my favorite color. Mm-hmm. I had to, I had to figure out who Latrice was. And as I started allowing that to happen and I didn't have any distractions, I would not see anyone, date anyone. I wanted to know who this chick was. I wanted to know who I was because I didn't really know. I was defined by my shape. I'm very shapely and I was shapely as a young child and molested and always blamed and was called fast and all of that because of my shape. So I thought I was, I was defined as sexy and, and you're pretty and you're, you're, your uh, Oreo because you act white, but you're black, you know, so you're fast. So I didn't know who I was. So I had to take this time to not only heal, but also redefine who God says I was. Come on now. And that was the biggest thing. I started studying the word of God for myself and not what I just heard, but really understand and apply it to my life. And when I found out in Psalms that I was uh, wonderfully and uniquely made. Mm -hmm. And so I broke that down. I was like, wait, what? Me? Me of the person who has done so much, the wrong mistakes, the failures, wait, me? And I realized how special I was and I was the apple of God's eye. Mm-hmm. Oh man, you can't tell me nothing. When I started getting a hold of the word of God and it started resonating in my spirit, that's how I started healing from the inside out because it got in me, right? And from that point on, I just started growing um, and learning who I was, who God was, and who He said I was. And that's what that looked like. And it, it wasn't overnight. But I'm telling you, when I got a hold of the fact that I was pretty special, mm-hmm. that was it. Made that you unstoppable. It. Listen. It made you unstoppable. And what I hear, I, I, I'm thinking of an episode that I did that was really triggered by my second daughter, Tamar. She did a drawing probably two or three years ago, if not four years ago. And in the drawing, she has this heart, right? Mm-hmm. And outside she wrote, messy on the outside and on the outside of the drawing is all of this artwork right just messy artwork that Mm -hmm. she considered messy and on the inside she said pretty on the inside and I kept that drawing and I said to her tomorrow like what does this mean to you and to hear her six or seven year old girl said and said I'd rather be pretty on the inside and messy on the outside because I know my value come within. Listen. Wow. Listen, such wow. a powerful, and I even have that um, drawing on my Instagram account. Absolutely. I mean, and that was the thing. And what's so interesting about my past is because I always dealt with insecurities and mm-hmm. issues and self-esteem, but I was this makeup artist, mm-hmm. you know? And so I was always making people pretty on the outside, but when they were in my chair, 
I would deal with their inside too. So they will always tell me you're having, I'm having an experience in your chair. It was not just makeup, but it's all connected, right? To where I am now. So I'm a fighter like Joshua. I had to fight to get to where I am, you know? So people see now, right? They see, oh, you're on TV or you have this great husband, Honey, I had to fight. I had to fight. And I, but I didn't quit. Mm-hmm. I didn't quit. Mm-hmm. That's the key. There's another side. Yeah. There's, yeah. I'm loving all this insight. I'm loving all of this insight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, oftentimes when we're going through these hard times and we, when we truly feel like God has forgotten us. Like God has truly forgotten us and we're at a place where there is no hope. I want to know, sis, how did you begin to find purpose? How did you begin to look at those griefs? And I know you have so many different ways or different grief experience, but when you think of it collectively and you go back and look, right? Yeah. How did you find purpose in this? How did Great you? Question. Great question. Because I was seeking purpose. I, I, I didn't know what it was called, but I, I just needed something that brought value to my life. And um, as I healed and I got to a point where I was healthy, you know, obviously we're still growing and evolving and you attract who you are. Come and on. So, so I, I, a, a young man by the name of Olivier Kabuya well, <laughs> into my life. But the one thing about him, um, he's a visionary and he is purposeful mm-hmm. and he actually taught me purpose. Mm-hmm. And, um, but prior to him, God was opening that that level of learning for me. But I want to also just go back. Um, The way that I functioned and the way that I kept going is just like Joshua in the Bible. He was a fighter. And there was many times I would tell God, you forgot about me. You, You don't love me. You don't care. But I realized that all that, all, everything I went through was just showing me how strong I really was and that he was with me the whole time. And it doesn't feel like it. And you don't realize that. But then I look back over my life and I'm like, wait a minute, I went through this, this, and this. And I'm like, I am strong. I am tough. I am a winner. I am an overcomer. But going back to purpose, I knew I needed something. I knew that there was a value in my life I didn't know what that all looked like. And so um, my husband just said something simple. And so for your listening audience, I'll just say this. What do you love to do? What fulfills you? What gives you passion that if you didn't get paid, it would still be okay? What is that? And so I went on that journey and it wasn't overnight because I had to navigate through it because especially if you are good at different multiple things, right? Mm-hmm. And so you think you're this for a while, then you think you're that, but all that is, is growth. And it just, it, it takes you to where you need to be and that's okay. And so um, the thing that you just have to remember is that you're called, 
for a purpose. Everyone has a purpose. So no one can actually be on earth and say, I don't have a purpose. Mm -hmm. Because in Jeremiah, it talks about how he formed purpose, then he formed you, and then he put you in your mother's womb. Come on now. we so we can't make that excuse. You have purpose now. You just have to seek it, and so ask, and and he'll give it to you. He, you can get the answer from the Creator who made you. Mm-hmm. You don't you you have to go back to the person or to the Creator that made you in order to understand and get who you are and why you're on this earth. And the thing about it is we're here to serve people, serve humanity with our gifts, with our calling. And that's what purpose is all about. So when people see me on the radio or see me on TV, it's all about purpose. Mm -hmm. It's all about reaching, touching and impacting lives. Mm -hmm. And so what is that? And it can be anything. It doesn't have to be the lawyers, the doctors, the TV hosts, the it it does actors act. It could be someone in the kitchen or whatever job you think isn't worthy. No, because it's all about, are you reaching, touching, and impacting lives? Oh, this is so reaching, touching, and impacting lives. But I want to reset just for a moment because I'm thinking about purpose, right? But you said something about you attract your mindset, right? But when you shift your mindset, you increase your value. Yes, absolute. Because there's a, I believe as you're healing, there's a confidence that comes. Mm -hmm. And I think, again, I go back to the word of God that gives you all the confidence. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is open up that book Mm -hmm. and he's telling you who you are. He told me I was an overcomer. Mm -hmm. So that means no matter what I do, even the mistakes or failures I have, I'm going to overcome it. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And then he calls me blessed. Mm. So no matter what everyone else calls me because of what I've done, he says what I called you. He he calls me blessed. Mm-hmm. So, so that mindset heals you and attracts. It's, it's a magnet. And so that's why you have to see who's around you. Take inventory. And if it's not what you quite want, then let's go back to you. Let, let's see what's on the inside of you. What, what are some things? Because I'll tell you, as I started healing and growing, then my environment, the people around me started changing. Mm. And so again, you know, now I will say this. I love Mr. Kabuya. Mm-hmm. He is yummy to me. <laughs> Come on. But let me tell you, I love me some trees. Come on now. And, and, you know, so what I'm saying is, yes, I'm married and, and, and we do life together and, um, and we serve people together, but I would still love my life if I was single. So I don't want people to think you have to be married to be, to fulfill your life, Mm -hmm. to fulfill what God has called you to, to do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you don't have to wait until, a man comes, right? Yeah. Because I was whole, he was whole, and it just blessed us to 
continue our empire together. So we just do life together. But baby, I was going to do life with or without him. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if I answered your question. <laughs> you, you did. You know, the value, it's talking about that. Yes. Value. Yes. Really did a, yes. Really did. Really did a good job and, and really breaking it down from your lens of. But what I got from that is when you decided that you were finding purpose within yourself, yeah. Yeah. your value increased. Yes. And so that's why we talk about, you know, do not allow the grief in the heartache to define who you are. Yes, it is something that has happened to you, but do not allow you to rob you of purposeful living. Don't. I agree. And I think in part of um, healing, you have to forgive yourself and you have to forgive others. Mm -hmm. And I know we hear that sometimes a cliche, if you will, but it's so important because um, forgiving yourself allows you to heal. It, it, it takes you out of that bondage, right? Because, um, shame will try and attach itself around your neck, you know, and insecurity. And so you, you definitely have to forgive yourself. And sometimes that's the hardest is to forgive yourself. Um, but it, but it's necessary to move forward and, and to heal. That's so good. And accepting that this is a marathon and not a race. Can I just yeah. say this was so impactful? I strongly enjoy the wisdom that was shared and the insight that was shared um, on the Redefining Grief podcast. I am Thank grateful you. you truly took the time to bless us with your wisdom now. Before you go, I do have to put you through the Redefining Grief Pearls pearls of Wisdom questions. Okay. Pearls of Wisdom, pow, pow. Um, The very first question is, what have you learned about yourself since redefining your grief journey? Mm. That I'm powerful. That I'm that I have value, that I have purpose, mm-hmm. and that I am an overcomer. I win against all odds. Mm. I win against all odds. Chills. Number two, if today was your last day on earth and you were granted five words or less, what would it be? Live your life on purpose. Mm. This is what this is all about, Latrice, living on purpose yeah, and not being defined by the heartbreaks that we've experienced in life. I love it. Number three. Now, I love to sing. I believe I sound like Whitney Houston. It is not not up for debate. Okay. (laughs) Yes. During your hard times, what's that one song that just gets you through? Oh, wow. Um, now or, or in the past? It could be now or in the past. What speaks to you right now? What you think about the oh, question? Uh, Maverick City. Um, I think it's called my, you know what, my story. I think um, right now, anything Maverick City, um, that group, mm-hmm. but no, a story, the story I tell, 
That's what it's called. And why does that song resonate with you? Because it's talking about overcoming. It's talking about who God is in your life. It's talking about you win and God's strength, his peace. Um, um, At one point, it talks about him being the rock of ages. And we hear that. And I grew up, I grew up Baptist. So, you know, you hear all those little things. Mm -hmm. I was like, what does that mean? And it means unfailing strength. And so that took the song to a whole nother level for me. So, yeah. Oh, I love it. I look forward to listening to that as well and putting it in the show notes. Well, my sister, I want to thank you for blessing the Redefining Grief podcast with all your amazing insights. Um, And I'm just honored that you took the time today to honor the Grief Crusaders with your grief story and how you decided to redefine the grief in your life. And you are on track and purposeful living. Thank you. It has been a pleasure and honor. Thank you for the space and the work that you are doing. Um, As we've shared before um, in previous prior conversation, um, I didn't understand grief. And I think that was part of, of my hindrance. And so for you to do this work is so amazing. It's, it's just, yeah, you're purposeful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. Now, didn't I tell you all that was going to be an amazing podcast? I told you she has brought nothing but the truth. Do you hear me? She has shared with us how we're going to overcome. She shared with us how she's actively had to get to a place where she had to tell the truth. That truth anchor is real and really deal with her emotions, even though it was 20 years later. And I think there's this one thing that just resonate with me. When she changed her mindset about her purpose, her value increased and the people that she allowed to be in her space also took an increase where she's at a place where she is purposeful like in this place where it is purposeful you know purposeful living and i just love it thank you latrice for honoring the grief crusaders community with your wisdom it is so true we can heal and healing from the inside out is possible please If you haven't yet, just press the subscribe button because what I have set up for you all this year is really being committed to making sure you win and bringing on guests that will have you look at your grief journey a little bit with a sprinkle of hope. That's all you need sometimes. Remember that you are a light. Don't allow any darkness to dim it. It's your girl, Herdeen Mercier. I love you, and I'll talk to you all next week.